recording, Mrs. Ryan. Oh, look at that. Paul Kramer Auto Kennel. So there exciting. we go. Hello, Mrs. Ryan. Hello, hello. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh -oh. All the I know all over the joint here. Well, there's our first Nothing problem. Done. There we go. I don't have my camera. Hello, hello. I know. Look at this. We're all out of sorts. What a mess. I know. Paul Kramer's here taking pictures of us. It's so exciting. I think we're getting posted on Facebook or the Yay. Instagram or one of the things. Good. <laughs> <laughs> totally good. Good. Totally and completely Great. good. Get situated here. There we go. Welcome back. Uh, it's a new week, Mrs. Ryan. Yay. It's Tuesday. It's a new week. I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. Uh, we did have a wonderful weekend. Yeah. I can't for the life of me remember what we did now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? I remember Breakfast Club and going to Malibu, and I don't remember anything else, but I know oh. there was other Well, that's, stuff. yeah, no, I mean, you probably just got it. We, um... It was Malibu Kitchen? Yeah. Gosh, that seems like two weeks ago. Yes, it does. Seems like forever. <laughs> uh, that was... All right, so Breakfast Club on Friday, which was great. Um, we saw a lot of people we hadn't seen in a long time, which was nice. It was yeah, like some of the OG people came back, as well as a mix of new people. And then Saturday, yeah, we did go to Malibu Kitchen. I remember, I forgot, with um, Eric Williams and the Golden Ticket and Barry with the Sentimental Journey. Nice. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah, fun. Yeah. And then I don't think we did anything Sunday. I think we laid low. We right? laid, yeah, yeah. I was, I've been in bed for a day, so I guess that would be Sunday. <laughs> well, I mean, why not update everything else? How are you feeling today? I can ask that, right? You can, yeah, sure. Uh, not great, but uh, same as before, empowering through. Yeah, with a big I smile feel on. horrible, yeah. I have to say that I've gotten a lot of PMs for um, uh, just, you've probably gotten tons too. I've seen some public as well, but messages of support for you and um people applauding the way you're not even the way you're dealing with this but the way you're talking about it you know what i mean the way well, you're being so cool. open about it and i think that um you know we gave you credit for it on thursday i feel that the the credit should continue on because you do this every single day and it's tough well thanks i feel like on a karmic level energetically speaking that is why i'm getting worse so that i can sit here with a bigger smile and be more positive because i'm not inherently a positive person yeah <laughs> so i gotta it, i only feel better when i don't feel like a dick and when i feel happy so it's literally only hurting me to not be nice so sorry if i'm not nice to anyone else <laughs> don't you often um don't you often feel better after after talking about it though too? Like after feeling stupid for a minute talking about it on the show and you know blah blah blah, feeling like you're whining or whatever. But then afterwards, don't you feel a little bit better having let people in on what you're going through so that you're not alone? I feel better hearing from people when that happens. I don't. I ha I didn't get the PMs and stuff that you did. My I don't have a network like that that's outreach worthy. There that does that so i don't always feel well, that's that, we should work on your network then because well, the support system is if we've learned anything important. in life a support system is awfully important i am yeah i need to i'm recalibrating that as we speak it's important. good for you yeah well, i'm but, glad you're spending time on it it's important it's it's uh everyone should 
find there. One of the things I was listening to was like a podcast. I think it was actually Candace and Casey. Who, oh, wow. Who I uh, Casey really, Neistat, right? Casey Neistat and Candace Neistat, mm-hmm. who I have to say, and I want to like do, I want to learn more about them, but they're so inspiring. She is so inspiring to just listen to because I feel like if she lived down the street, we would get coffees like <laughs> and have that conversation of like, I just think some of us are in a weird place in our worlds where like we don't necessarily fit in. And especially those of us that are married to people that don't fit in, like it's harder to not fit in. I don't know. But she seems to jump on that train a little bit. I wonder if you're not similar and don't know it. I th- I'm starting to know it more. Because one of the things I hear, oh, do you want to get coffee? I mean, that's a thing that pops up a lot of times is, you know, people want to get coffee with you. Yeah. Whether they actually do it or not, whether they have the guts to actually do it or not. But, they they, oh, I'd love to get coffee with you. I see all that on the social as well. Well. People chiming in. Yeah, I heard from an old friend the other day. It's all coming around. So, But I like hearing. For, I, I, it makes me want to be better at this, hearing people like her be oh. articulate about what they're dealing with. Because it sounds... Uh, she's no, pregnant, right? She's pregnant now. And a I think business she's like owner. Six months. She owns like multiple businesses that are I, at least one of them, if not all of them, are female run and mm-hmm. orchestrated. And Casey's so supportive, but he's an artist in his own right. So he's doing all his own thing. He's got multiple businesses and platforms his own self. Yeah, and and some of them are great, and he's enjoying that process. But like hearing them on that podcast and hearing her be like. I get 15 minutes with you a week. Like, this is a big deal. <laughs> and I'm like, I know what that means. And that does not make sense when you work from home with someone who also works from home. And that seems to be similarly struggled. And For example, we had a date to watch some television at, I don't know, call it six o'clock last yeah. night or something like that. <laughs> and the moment we sat down to do so, and this was maybe even my idea, the moment we sat down to do so, um, <laughs> I felt unproductive. I was like, I should be working in the studio. There's other things I should be doing to work towards our goals. I was, I couldn't sit still. I couldn't do it. And we stopped and I came out here to the studio and you went into the other room and watched TV. And it was like, I felt bad about that. But at the same time, I didn't because it's like, you gotta, if you want something, you gotta go for it. Here's and you one, gotta go for here's it. Here's the one saving grace I will say that I have as a bonus wife over that. I went to bed. I had the TV on, but I was asleep. So like oh, any time that you, that things like that happen and like you're not feeling like you feel, and rightfully so, you're so good about this of like. I'm I motivated this. on that. This, I never intended to do this. And now yeah. that it's become something that I kind of sort of internally, secretly always wanted, I'm going for it. <laughs> well, and I had no intention of ever doing yeah. this in my lifetime. It was sort of this came and went when I was young yeah, and I never thought it would come back around and where we are now is like, oh, I, I just, how can you not go for it? Well, you should and just. But it's for, uh, for us. And I know that. And so for the record, anytime that you're doing anything with this stuff and with the show, like I am recouping energy and meditating or sleeping. That's so awesome. please don't feel you, bad. Those are all important things, by the way. Yeah. I consider all of those things better than just sitting and watching television. Yes, because they're just, they're more therapeutic, they're more beneficial. I wanted you. to clear that up so that no one watching thinks that I just go in the other room and watch TV when I'm. Bored. Yeah, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I, I did say that. I didn't mean it like that. Well, 
it's so it what happened with fair. the bachelor anyway no i'm just kidding i didn't I i'm just kidding i'm just kidding uh hey how about this welcome back today is tuesday august 7th 2018 oh. it's about eight minutes in hello hello everybody welcome back um i feel like that was a lot of hellos and a bit of update so we'll cross that off um let's see we should probably come up with a name for this quest to get letterman here for the 30th and then come up with a card and a graphic for it and the whole bit because okay. as of right now i'm just saying oh we have an update which is we haven't heard anything but i didn't really expect to i don't really expect to at all is yeah. the truth of it but yet i know that it it could and probably will happen at some point you know what I mean? I th think yeah. this is a very realistic thing because I can see it. I've already seen it. I've already had the interview in my mind, like in a weird way, but it's been very, very real. And that's how I manifest things in my life. Um, so I do think it'll happen, but we haven't heard shit. <laughs> I feel it in the air. It's going to happen. Um, that brings me, Mrs. Ryan, to the question that is on everyone's mind all wow. across the world, not even the country. The world, the world. I think we have more people watching internationally than actually here in the country. Well, I'll say hi to my Aussie friends because that's awesome. Well, the question they're all wondering is, what's going on, Mrs. Ryan? Okay. Did you know, Mr. Ryan, that Delta is testing a three-course economy meal service? On its international flights? No, but I can tell you that it worked in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. <laughs> so it probably will work again. So much of the news I read felt like a redo of the 60s, 70s. This is what's happening. I don't mean to get uh, a little head, uh, too heady, but it, there is a saying that says, he who controls the past controls the future. He who controls the present controls the past. Um, I feel like, luckily, this is where being a historian works into my play. I feel like I'm just coming into my time in life. I've spent a life of not really feeling like I fit in. I've always fit in places or sort of fit in places, but I've never really felt like it. And I'm starting to feel like it now. Yeah. Because I want to combat the way the world's going with the old shit. And I still remember it and nobody else does. So me and Delta, let's go. <laughs> I see it. In the, I, I've been slowed down. I understand all of that stuff. I like it. Okay. Um, to that, though, what I will say is that Probiotics, the first studies come out linking probiotics to foggy-headedness when probiotics were supposed to be the panacea to clear up your gut. And now... Well, they may clear up your gut. Well, this study was like if it, if it pollinates the wrong place with uh, whatever it does. The cultures it makes, and all the stuff, yeah. Yeah, it could cause problems. So it's like it's not... It wasn't tested necessarily on everyone. Yeah. I come back this all of every time you bring up one of these, I always go back to it's the story that sucks because people are looking at the wrong thing because it's your thoughts that control the stuff, yeah. not the stuff. You know what I mean? Just look at the placebo effect. If it works once, it works always, folks. That's my opinion. Only my opinion. Well. So this is one of those things. You know what I'm saying? We let it go. People are looking in the wrong places for things. I believe everything's going on up here. So if you want to make stuff happen fix it or make it worse whatever you believe it's going to do is what it's going to do i don't disagree with you so uh, my point is like when people believe in that thing that process whatever it might be in this case probiotics it works and then the moment they start to see holes in it and poke and then start to disp and then it doesn't work anymore surprise i do agree there was a similar study about regular vitamins mm -hmm. and 
I've tried that out on myself. I've done that study of like, do I feel better when I take vitamins or not? Right. And I don't. So I don't typically take them. So it sounded a lot alike. I believe that all of these things can be a benefit. Yeah. I really do. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go buy vitamins and you shouldn't take vitamins. Not what I'm saying. I just, I believe that your head has a lot more to do with it than just the product. I think it's a match. I agree. And that's why I think knowing what you need, like knowing what your body needs is helpful always. Knowing yourself, yeah. That's the hardest part. Um, This is one for the East Coast. Uh, There's a new kind of tick for the first time in 50 years. (laughs) I saw the headline. I didn't click on the story. Lay it on me. It's got like an Asian history. It's an Asian long-horned tick. Now we're treating people to be upset. Yeah. Let me guess. Is it North Korean tick? I don't know. It didn't say that. I but just, you see, you take my point. Yes, I do. And so I'm putting all of this in that category of like, just read a little deeper. Yeah. Ah. But on the good part of how that happened, of things that happen out of being too myopic, UC San Diego School of Medicine successfully created spinal column neural cells that regenerate to do other things. They can serve a multitude of places. In the body? Is it a question? No. Oh. <laughs> no. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. <laughs> no. They can. I forgot a word. People. Don't, it's an old movie now, so people will get. It's a Happy Gilmore reference. I, she doesn't eat pieces of shit for breakfast. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah. I forget Shooter that McGavin. Thanks. Oh, yeah. I know. I knew you yeah. were giggling. That's why I was like, yeah. all right, I should probably explain this so that it's. It's a, it's a movie thing. Um, it's a super neat, like, idea for health down this sounds incredible but i feel like we could have kept it at the incredible and now we've gotten it to wait what um you said they've come up with new whatever cells maybe or some sort of they've built a neurological system like petri like we were talking petri dish like making meat and stuff yeah that um they've built a spinal column that creates neural cells cells that Go, what did I say? Differentiate properly. So that apparently the, as far as we've gotten is like neural cells create neural cells. And now it's like oh. it can create stomach cells and brain cells and spinal column directives. And Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is made very deep, more, more so than I understand. I, I thought, I, yeah, that's amazing. That sounds incredible. It's a super big deal. Uh, yeah. Forgive me. It, it sounded like, oh, they've created ways to bridge the gap in a severed, you know what I mean, with at a cellular level. Um, it, they're not that, but that's what they're going for, right? This is a step closer towards that. Yes. This is pre that. Bravo. Um, that's pretty cool. And the last one is a fun follow-up that you know about. HGTV bought the Brady Bunch house. I read that. They're supposed to refix it. I think it's refix super, it. Uh, HGTV. I think that that's kind of their. That's kind of their deal. Uh, they refix it. They're supposed to renovate it so it's back to its original '70s stature. Yep. Um, I did not know that Lance Bass was originally bidding on this house, and I would have loved to have him be a neighbor. Isn't that interesting? For what do we know? What purpose? Like to actually no. own and live in? Uh, no. Not to live in, but probably to own and have as a novelty. There is no, I don't know. He was on Twitter about it. I like Lance Bass. Twitter. I think he Me stands too. for some good stuff. I used to have a crush on him. Airbnb. Paul said Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I bet but you honestly, that's what, when we talked about it joking around, that was what we said. We thought, oh, you know, spend a night in the Brady's, whatever. And we're like, well, that's a business for how long? Yeah, it's like apparently the second most photographed house. 
behind what, like the Nightmare on Elm Street the house? The White House. Like, oh, the really? Yeah, it's like holy criminy, like up there. Good so grief! And it's were, literally, I mean, it's blocks away. If yeah. you were to draw, you can you can drive there on this thing here. Um, <laughs> that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I, I'm excited about that because now we know what's going to happen to it. I mean, it's going to go back to Brady Riffic. They're probably going to put yeah. the astroturf and the lawn and the whole bit. You know? it's, it's, I mean, that's awesome. Super neat. Yeah. Yay. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the inside, too, because it was never a match for the show. Oh, yeah. I think they might film there, it said. So we'll, we might see the inside. Well, I'm sure they'll film at least the uh, process of it. I don't think you can film in that neighborhood on a regular basis. Okay. Then we'll see. You know see. what I mean? Because it's very, very residential. Yeah. I, yeah I Obviously, they shot there for the show. But, I mean, I think you could do that amount. You couldn't set up and shoot the new Brady Bunch TV show at that house 24. I'm saying this from somewhat of a experience because when, one of my first gigs ever <laughs> was as a production assistant on the Martha Stewart show when she used to, because I lived it's in hilarious. the town where they did it and she used to do it at her house. This was before they had a production. Oh yeah. I mean, it was still a production facility. Don't get me wrong. It was not just at her house. But it was but at it her was huge, not, beautiful home. Yeah, and not at the studio in, in, in New York. Um, although it was all the same stuff, uh, but it was the same thing. She got chased out of the neighborhood because it was like, Hey, yeah, we said, you, cause they were paying, I mean, they're so, paying exorbitant amounts every time, every whatever to, to shoot in Westport. Um, so they were, they were paying the fees and the town was getting the money, but, um, it, it became like the neighbors and the production trucks and the sound and the noise and shits, people showing up at six o'clock. It was just enough is enough. Yeah. And I don't see Studio City uh, residents in Los Angeles tolerating nope. that for one day, let alone <laughs> for a lot. Nope. Totally. Well, that's a cool story, Mrs. Ryan. Thanks. Uh, so that's it? That's it. Well, that has been dun, What's Going On? Oh, great job, Mrs. Ryan. I say we take a break and bring in Paul Kramer when we come back. How's that? Auto kennel. <laughs> yeah, he gave us a bunch of, we've got a bunch of gifts from him too. I'm so excited. Should we? Yeah, we'll wait till you're yeah. in here for that. Uh, we're going to take a little break and more after this. Paul Kramer will be here. See come right soon. back. More to come. Hey, Bill. Bill. Hey, Bill Murray. Hey, wait up. Wait up. Let me catch up to you. Hey, Polly. Nice running into you out on the street. Last person I thought I'd ever run into. It's great to see you. Well, great to see you. How you doing? Right now, I'm just loving the way that I'm walking, baby. When life is feeling sweet, it has a certain beat. Everything's groovy when you're walking down Happy Street. Sometimes it might seem dark, same path, same block, same park. But when you light your light, you're walking down Happy Street. When things ain't cool, here's my real simple rule. Why not just change your point of view? And when you know, hey, that's the way I should roll. All you gotta do is just take a step outside. It's so great to be alive. Smiling at those you meet when you're walking down Happy Street. Hey there, tall, pale, and handsome, Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee, oh, Mr. Will Lee. We're walking with some bottom now. Hey, you with the bone, Mr. Malone. Hey, Mr. Tom Bones Malone. 
What's up, Paul Kramer? Not much. Good Thanks for being you, here, Ryan. man. Thank so you, good to see Jay. You. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, man. And I, like I said before, amazing job with the set. Oh, this thanks, is so cool. man. Thanks. What I, I want? I just want someone to put this in my bedroom. <laughs> you like come into? You know, I'm not going to do any recording. <laughs> yeah, no. Just, just to feel important. Just looking at it every day. <laughs> it <laughs> change is. Your life. It's a wild thing because. Um, well, you haven't seen it with the lights off, but when the lights are off, this is just a black box. It's like a oh, little yeah. black box theater. So you walk past it, and it's not really a thing. And the way our place is set up, you can just walk past it, and it's sort of an own, its own little alcove. Oh, yeah. And you kind of, it's, oh, there's just whatever, I storage just or something in there. I home, you know, like, how's my day kind of conversation with your wife. Imagine if, like, <laughs> we're going to have that, but we got to go into the studio. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do my, have a day in the studio. Totally. Take a little drive, and then we're like, all right, so when we get home, we should talk. and this is where we sit to do it uh well welcome here this all happened kind of quickly we had a conversation at breakfast club last week and we said well gosh i want to get you in here and you said well let's make that happen and here you are so here's two guys that made that happen quickly no i'm excited i you know like you mentioned you said are you comfortable doing this believe it or not like even when people do a photo shoot at car you know i don't get asked a lot i don't go out and seek it a lot you know it's not that i don't want to i just don't I'm so consumed with other things, I don't think about it. So, but I did like what you were doing, and and when I saw you there and you mentioned it, I was like, that'd be pretty fun. Well, we love your place. I mean, your place yeah. was one of the first places I ever took uh, Mrs. Ryan as far as a Porsche um, destination because she fell in love with uh, pictures I had shown her. Well, she'd seen it at a at a at a car show, but then I started posting pictures of a car, what and we'll just get right into it. This little guy. I love oh, yeah. that car. <laughs> Whose name, I believe, is Tortuga? Yeah, it kind of got named by one of the organizers in Mexico love when we did Baja. Was like, when was like, that? 
Uh, this first Baja, Targa Baja, was four years ago, and it was it was fantastic because no one wanted to come on it because we were afraid. Everyone's afraid of. My wife didn't come on. She's like, I'm only going down there if I can bring a gun. I'm like, you're not going to go. Oh, that's something. So, oh, my. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but as it turned out, it was a small group, and we were, I think, the, and, the, and the, the mayor of Ensenada, the mayor of Takati, the head of the Baja Peninsula uh, Tourism Board was there. They were very involved because they were trying to encourage Americans to come back for tourism. Right. Yeah. And one of them saw the car, and he said, you know, it's like a, it's like a tortuga. It's got a bunch of shit on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> like a shell. Well, and this was four years ago, so. Uh, four, four, yeah, four events. We're coming, actually, the fifth Targa Bajas in October, end of October. Oh, wow, it's coming up. It starts up on Halloween. Oh, cool. I'm just trying to think Breaking Bad, too. Tortuga was a, a, a thing in Breaking Bad, and that's that was a little more relevant to... than, it was yeah. a character. Oh, that's right. I think it was uh, actually um Gosh, oh, what's his name? One of the most famous fucking actors of all time. Uh, I'll think of it. I just remember the scene of the animal with the... The tortuga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember any of the logistics of real life, but I remember that one scene. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so that's what it was like in Mexico. Now, who puts on that event? Uh, Dave Thierry. Okay. Yeah, he and actually... He used to go down to Mexico. Well, they used to go down to Mexico, and they did a, a Grand Prix for streetcars. But it was, I mean, like race cars. It was really bitching. It was in Ensenada. They would go do it, or they would go to a race. They would go do it and drive it. <gasps> so it, what it was was they set up a street, like a Monaco kind of F one style street race. Long Beach, and were, yeah, like Long Beach, and there were like club races. I mean, the cars. I remember I was uh, getting into BMWs, and the BMW guys I know were going down there that were club racers. And it was just a really cool event to go club race. I mean, it's, it's one of the few times you can go feel like this rock star racing on the streets in a real circuit. Yeah. But not be a pro racer where you couldn't get into Long Beach. I was just going to say, like, we've probably all driven or been taken on a lap around Long Beach. Right. I can't imagine that's the same when you're pushing your own car at the limits it, around it Long is. Beach. In fact, they used to do one at the, El, not El Toro, but the Tustin Marine Base when it was still going. They set up a street really? course there, and a lot of us got to club race on it. It was pretty cool. Uh, for autocross? No. Oh, really? A, like Coronado used to have the vintage races down in Coronado. Yeah. It was just like that. No and they, kidding. And they did it down in Ensenada. So then what happened was, for whatever reason, that I never actually got to go down to Ensenada. I had friends who did it, and they were trying to talk me into it. This is when Baja, California was you know, perceived as basically Southern, Southern California <laughs> Without, with more free flowing alcohol. Point, bro- point break and all that yeah. those days. It was, it was, it wasn't what you think of now. And then, um, Dave started bringing a group of, this is before there's now all these Targa Bajas and there's a, there's a, there's 20 different rallies going on all over the country. And before that was popular, Dave in the early two thousands, late nineties, two thousands would bring some of his clients and they would go down to Mexico and, Basically, it was a free-for-all. The Highway 1 had just been opened up. In fact, I remember one of the cars that we owned, our friend who owned it before us, he was driving 160, 70 miles an hour down on the new Highway 1 after they paved it down there. He sent me pictures. This is video (laughs) before phones when you actually had a video camera being held by someone in the passenger seat. Holy cow. It was was kind of a... In what kind of car? I mean, how old a car? It was an 84 turbo Mexico blue fully modified I mean throws flames just you know oh, okay like Derek, so it was built Derek, yeah. like Derek's car but wide I mean it was oh, wow. it was obnoxious I mean when you looked at it <laughs> you know it was one of those cars that you just you you got in it and you became an asshole <laughs> Just like that, you just—that's what happens. Obnoxious, yeah. I mean, you just because you hear and you can see flames throwing. Like you do the mirror view mirror, and the flames are coming out the back. Anyway, so 
Um, <laughs> I had wanted to go down to that, and my, you know, and it just got to the point where timing wasn't right. And then when things in Mexico weren't as hospitable for tourists, it just he stopped doing it. So they waited and waited and waited, and finally four years ago, or actually it's coming the fifth year, right? It just the timing was right. And the tourism part of Mexico is really excited to have us. And it's cool because when we do go down there, we feel like royalty. I've watched is, the videos. It yeah. looks like you're taken care of. Oh, and yeah. that's the part I can never wrap my head around because I wouldn't want to go because I'm, and it's not even fear. It's just like, a, oh, man, all the stuff. All oh, the same reasons your wife didn't want to go. Oh, yeah. Back it then. Is. And everyone who goes goes, this is great. That's I mean, what Derek still, said, too. You still be normal. I mean, I tell people, don't, don't do stupid things. You know, like if we walk into Ensenada or whatever, I go with a group of people, especially people who speak Spanish mm -hmm. better than I do, <laughs> and, and don't <laughs> look as gringo as me. Yeah. <laughs> so. See, it always looks fun. Every video I've seen looks like it's yeah, yours super and fun. Derek's. It is. How many people are going to be on the October one? I the the see a couple years ago he kind of opened it up and we had too many cars it was like 60 70 cars yeah it's too many and it was too many the first year was great it was like 28 of us i okay. was thinking 20 30 yeah. i think good. he limits it to 40 okay yeah. and that good. seems to be a really good number um it sells out it's 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 perfect you know we do the target california which is basically the california version and that's over 100 cars and it's really fun but you don't have that kind of tight camaraderie like when you're in the smaller group you you're all in it and together and you, yeah like i remember the see my dad usually goes with me in a couple of years the ago. ed yeah the ed we that should talk awesome. about the ed at some point in a bit too <laughs> he'll love this okay <laughs> he uh it was he usually goes on a lot of these rallies with me and he couldn't go to mexico i think it was two years ago and so i went by myself and i was in um we were in san felipe spent the night and the next morning flat tire valve stem broken oh and and you know, there's a couple guys that will wait, and I'm like, no, it's, it's it's Sunday. I'm just she so just drive around this little dirt roads that are. I'm looking at ways so in Mexico, which is <laughs> kind of working. So I find I finally talked to somebody. He's like, oh, this guy's got a garage. His you garage, just need one little thing you can screw in there, right? You well, no, the do. valve stem broke. Oh, so you have to actually yeah, take it was the rubber whole thing. and, and take the tire off and fix it. Mm. So he says, oh, this guy down there, he's got a shop, and like shop is. Sort of, uh, his house is in the back, and it's with sort a lean of like to. a sort of. It's not even easy ups. It's like thatched kind of thing, and he has a tire. His tire machine is just a thing to stretch. It's very rudimentary. So I'm like, hey, he's getting ready to take the tire off. I'm like, hey, let me just mark it. Like that's our version of for the balancing. balance. Yeah, just take a piece of <laughs> so chalk, that you know that it's put on the same place. Same place. And then he's underneath there. He's like, oh, your sway bar link's broken. He's like, I'll go get my friend who welds. So he brought that guy back. Oh. And literally, it was about a, it was an hour and $25. They welded my sway bar link, got a new valve stem on. And, you know, he was, Sounds like a Top Gear thing yeah. to me, you know? But then at that point, everyone's left. Yeah. It was, mm -hmm. Sounds like a Top Gear thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's exactly. It's, and, and then I, my whole goal was I just want to get in front of the last tow truck because there's two or three tow trucks that come in our group. So I figure if I can get in front of the last Then one, you're at least in safe zone. I, yeah. If, if I break, you know, so... I am going, there's, you basically have one road that goes along the coast, and then there's another left turn road where you go to the Federale checkpoint, and that goes straight to Ensenada, and that's where I'm going back to. So I am going, like, as fast as the car will go, which is 120. Like, the drag coefficient of all the shit on the roof. Just, uh, that's what I was going to say. You, you're fully like, equipped when you do that, right? I'm at 5,000 RPM, but it won't 
go any faster. You were going that fast with shit on the roof? Oh, yeah. Ski, skis Holy. So but your car's also loaded with shit, too, right? I mean, yeah, it's, this yeah. is not a lightweight oh, no, no, no. excursion. It's, it's my luggage and everything. And I'm, I'm just, just trying to get the visual. And I'm just going as fast <laughs> as I can. But there's no one on this road. I mean, there's. it's a really beautiful road built for Americans to yeah. come to these resorts, and they're not coming anymore. Wow. And so then I get to, you know, this cloverleaf, get to the Fed. You know, every time I stop at the Federale stop, you know, they got their batons tapping the shit on my roof. And I remember one guy's like, you know, uh, he's pointing really? something in the back. He's like, Ropa. And I, I, I freeze and forget Ropa's clothes. And I'm oh. like, I don't have a rope. I'm like, I would have gone there. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, you know, and he's tapping stuff. And, but eventually they kind of realized I was just a, dumb american that's the thing it's weird you almost need to bring your weirdo card oh, yeah. when you drive a car like Which ours is, it's just like hey look yeah. this is i'm, I'm in a weird shit yeah. well, that's my that, that's thing, my get out of jail yeah, free thing, i'm not doing anything i'm just weird and the thing in mexico is the police the the um the federales and the municipal police are great i mean they got a sense of humor they want to hang out with you i mean with the guy one of the federales had a dodge charger and he was trying to keep up with us and he blew up his charger <gasps> freaking awesome his cop charger That's his hilarious. cop charger Amazing. american charger because i'm watching him and like Derek and those guys with the full race cars are are hammering behind him over going over the hill from ensenada to san felipe and it's just twisty and they're hammering it and i'm going as fast as i can but you know me and my dad and all the shit's in there and there's like dur, dur, dur. and all of a sudden just like formula one you just see the whole front of the charger kablooey oh man just, he pulled over the road blew his motor then we went down to finish the little mountain road stop gathered up and we came back he's sitting there kind of going keep going but they're awesome but the, but at the checkpoints those are not federales those are um military way less sense of humor. that's not fun checkpoints so what what are the checkpoints i don't know i, I, don't I mean know it's, it's, I don't is know it a state line or, or something no, it's not state line and i don't know if it's cities but every so or often on these roads it is it's sort of like when you come up from san diego on the five freeway or or coming in from california for agricultural yeah. Or, oh yeah, or yeah 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 it's just but There's just stalls but you have to all stop. all military with guns, and they do not smile. They do not care that you're driving all this weird stuff. They, nope. just, they don't take weirdo cards either, probably. They, no, you just, you just, all your, your whole goal is to not have them take you to another checkpoint. And no right, else. don't pull you out of line yeah, to go wherever you, you need like to go. I was, Even if you're not doing anything wrong, you just oh, yeah. don't want that nonsense. And I had GoPros on the car, so everyone's kind of lined up. I'm like, this is a perfect opportunity. I'll do like a little U-turn in the dirt, and I'm going to go kind of between the two cars. So it'll be a cool video mm. filming that. They're like, what so is I he doing? finish that, and next thing you know, I see a... You know, like, they run like little G.I. Joe dolls. Comes over there. Hut, 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 No more of that. Here's the deal. That's cool. actually awesome that you got a warning. Like I, they are not. <laughs> not that a cavity is my search. Nightmare. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, yeah. they, you were saying the one thing you want to avoid. Absolutely. But it well, is. That fun. sounds awesome. It that sounds I, incredible. You know, I tell people all the time with these cars. These, you know, they're obviously not practical. They're not realistic for our life for most people's lifestyle. But if you could find a thing to do with them, whatever that is for each person is different, whatever your thing is, but it's not so much, hey, I want to buy this old car because I have this romantic notion of what I, I think it's like to have it, right. or I always wanted one, but take it a next step further and go like, how am I going to use that in my life? Like, like you don't go out and buy a volleyball with no intention of going and playing volleyball. What a neat item. <laughs> Yeah. What a neat product! Yeah, I, just, I must have it. Yeah, you know, and I, it's, it's not. And not everyone's going to love to do what I like to do, which is I love to drive. But some people, Concours is their thing. They really get into it. Yeah. Or there are the people that just 
coveting and looking at their garage, yep. if that floats their boat, but, yeah. but to not do anything with it and not have an intention with it, that's kind of the part that I, I feel that people miss. what you're saying is true of life. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do anything they want to do. Nobody fucking cares. Just yep. don't stop me from doing what I want to do, and I won't stop you from doing what you want to do, you know? Exactly. I mean, it's really that simple. Exactly. Um, I would like to talk really quickly about, I don't know if you both know that you both met a long time ago. You may think that you met Paul at I, Breakfast Club. I don't remember. Yeah, no, so and that's okay. I just know you're But I, I'm going to be able to refresh your memory okay. by showing you a vehicle. How long ago? Oh, cool. Uh, probably about three years. Oh, man. Two, two or three years. It was when we first got our car. And we went to Auto Kennel to a, one of the, I think it was the first or the second lag, and Mrs. Ryan was infatuated with this car right here. Ah. I loved that and car. And you guys talked about it quite a bit, and you explained that it was your wife's wow. car. And so it was probably five years ago? The Jennifer? That's it Jennifer. was a while ago. I can't that's wait Jennifer. to sit down. She, that's that's, that's about as much photography as you, like, the only reason she didn't know this was because I had GoPros. Of course. Her, so she did. But you guys look awesome. And that's in that car, right? That's in the car. That's what we took our honeymoon in. And that's that really? look she's giving. Oh, yeah. She cool. hates flying. And I love driving. <laughs> and we, you know, when you get married older, it's less about the pomp and circumstance. So, I mean, we got married up in Big Bear. It was smaller friends and stuff. And everyone's like, what are you doing on honeymoon? And literally, we didn't even think, like, that's, you know, you go do that afterwards. So I was like, I don't know. I mean, we're we're gonna stay here for a couple of days and go back to work. Yeah. And then um, it was really more. I, even though we kind of called our honeymoon about a month and a half later, uh, and it would have been earlier. We were just putting a new transmission in that car. But <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, I go, hey, what if we like? I've always wanted to do this. Just drive as far as we can up Highway One, and we won't make any reservations. And basically. At lunchtime, we'll just figure out where we're going to stay that night. And depending on... Leave early in the morning. Drive up. Yeah. I mean, we, we had the first day we drove 250 miles. I mean, we were... I was like, okay, let's try to stay somewhere, you know, in high, on Highway 1 near San Simeon. Let's get to Cambria for lunch. That was like... And that was the long... After that, it was like, get up late. You know, 200-mile day turned into 150-mile day turned into a... I think towards the end it was 80 mile days. And there was one place we got to, <laughs> and we're both like, hey, let's just stay. It was, it, let's it, stay another night. Let's stay. If it wasn't for, I think it was Memorial Day weekend or one of the holiday weekends um, that they were booked, we probably would have just said, all right, we're done. It was outside of North San Francisco. Um, oh, what's the, it's a bay. Um, Tamal, Tamal, can't think of it. Um, it's near Stephen. It's called Nick's Cove. Okay. And for the people up in the Bay Area who see this, they'll know what it is. Oh, okay. Nick's Cove is on this bay north, a little bay that's north of San Francisco, a little fishing town. And it's got these old fishing huts that have been turned into really kind of high class like resort. Like, this sounds awesome. Awesome. Oh, so nice. And there's just <laughs> and, 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 and I would get up in the morning, and if Jennifer was just not ready to motivate. I would just take the bug and put GoPros on it and just drive up and down that road. Like, I mean, I do an hour one way, an hour back. I was in heaven. Wow. It was great. It was a really cool that place. sounds really fun. I'm, like, I'm ready yeah. to go back there. I can't wait to find the name of it. So, yeah, we uh, <laughs> our, our other daughter lives in Portland. So, first we had this cool. goal, hey, we'll drive to Portland. Like, two days into this trip, we're like, there's no way. We're... But the car was no problem. No. Isn't that the, the whole, greatest? The whole 67 bug has... 20 we started the trip 24,000 original miles wow. original motor never been opened up the transmission wow. was bad 
It was a one-owner car out of Manhattan Beach, wow. and it came on consignment. All all the cars I own sort of came on consignment. Has just, Auto Kennel always been that way? Is that the always, model? Yeah. Okay. It's just me and my dad, and and like we're the Ed, the Ed, and it was just it was, the goal was always to do consignment. I, I love the cars, love the people, and I just never wanted to get in that position where I was stuck with a car. It's safer, but it also probably helps you with relationships, I would think, too. Yeah, it does. Both the owners and the future customers. I mean, you know, the sellers and the customers. Yeah, everyone realizes that I'm as neutral as you can get in this kind of purchase by sell situation. That's kind of what I mean, relationship wise. Yep. So you can, you're like the the used car dealer you can be friends with. Because you, <laughs> yeah. you're the one who said used car dealer. Yeah, I said <laughs> once. Sale, it's a yeah, joke. Used car salesman. Used car salesman on uh, on, uh, on my business cards. I'm, I'm hoping I guess, the next I round hashtag. I'll do that. But, um, it's good to know who you can trust, though. I think that's more of the mm-hmm. underlying thing with cars and buying and whatever. Like knowing that you're just like you get it on that level. Like that is reassuring to me. Yeah, because there. Are, I mean, all of my friends are people. A lot of them I've met are just through that, and they. You know, and we continue relationships. For well, that's what I was going to say. You probably almost have the the continual relationships with people more like a broker than a than a than a used mm-hmm. car salesman yeah. for that reason. Yeah, kind because of. you have to keep the relationship. You have to keep the deal solid so that the relationships stay sound. And on and on and a large portion of our cars are cars we've sold. So I know I'm getting it back. Like there's going to come a point that I'm going to get it back. So I better one like it, and two hopefully help them make it better. <laughs> And not hurt it. That's true. Somebody who bought a car from from you is probably going to bring it to you to sell it when they want to sell it. I would guess. Yeah, I would. A large portion of our cars have come back. So that's great because then you've already you've already got the history, and mm-hmm. now you're just adding to it. Yeah, I just what add a to neat it. thing. Add pictures, and they're and it's nice because I know who the owner is. You know, yeah. I know kind of how they use it, and a lot of them are. I see the car on the events we're doing. You know, I, right. I, Stays in your community, yep. in your circle. Exactly. A few go overseas, but not as much anymore, which That's I like because I'd rather keep them here. So. What do you, Paul Kramer, do for fun? What do you do for relaxation? Because when we were talking before, during the break there, before the break, we were talking about how we were going to watch TV last night and I was too motivated to do work stuff. Um, are you able to relax? And if so, what do you do? Well, I think I have been fortunate that what I do for work is kind of everything. I mean, I can't – I was listening to a thing on NPR coming here, um, How I Built This. is a great program about people who are successful. And I see it over and over again when you're passionate about something. It's it's like you don't look at it as work. I know mm-hmm. it's a bit trite. You know, if you love what you do, you never work another day in your life kind of thing. Yeah. But I keep seeing that theme. It's like, you know, what I do for fun – I mean, I think that's how I started off is I knew what I like to do for fun. Yep. And it's like how can – that be the focus and underwritten by something that creates revenue yeah. that's based on that whole price. Right, right. You sort of start backwards. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it works for almost anything. If you like smoking pot, you, become, <laughs> you can work it that way. I mean, it could be for any, you know, occupation. But mm. um, I love, first and foremost, driving, you know, and I love driving. I love old cars. And I love going to car shows and stuff. But I love driving old cars. I love experiencing. I learned early on that I didn't think I would be in a position to own all the, I mean, I had a huge appetite for old cars. And I just realized, even if I could financially afford it, I, it would just be very difficult to own that many cars. 
Um, it's a lot of energy to maintain. Yeah, I just yeah. yeah, I just wanted to test drive. I mm-hmm. mean, in fact, you know, when I was in college and stuff, I would go on the weekend to uh, local dealerships. No kidding. Oh, I would. That for me, that sounds Saturday, like you. I, would, <laughs> I would This drive, was me in high school. I, I oh, yeah. can't wait to hear that. Please. I would just drive them. You know, you'd see something come out, and it could be something that to anyone would think is mundane. This is me too. I drove every single oh, car yeah. that was out in the nineties. Like when Volvo came out with the R with the manual. Oh yeah. I was like. You know, I'm like, do you have a wagon? And I'm like, 22. And like, hmm. <laughs> you know, I really like to drive. And then, you know, we go just for, to know, right? Just to know. Just to know what it was like. You know, just to experience it uh, for no other reason that I thought test drive. I mean, it was like going to the LA Auto Show. You love that, but can you imagine if you got to drive them after that? So it led one thing led to another. I thought, gosh, can you imagine if I got to experience all these cars? And and I think I've probably driven. Over five thousand cars. Whoa! Yeah, I would imagine. And most, and the, and the irony of it all is, my dream car, which is a Lamborghini Countach. And I think we talked about it. It's why it's our logo. It, I know they're horrific cars. I mean, no one needs to tell me. That's the one you'd look at, right? <laughs> it's just yeah. That's, that's the, the one, one would, you would park and yeah, look at. Yeah, I saw a thing on on Jalopnik where the guy bought an M1 and put it on his wall. And yeah. I'm like, I like that's it. I mean, it looked really expensive to do that, but I thought that <laughs> that to me would probably be f- satisfying enough. But um. But anyway, um, that's the only car is I've never driven a Lamborghini of any kind, wow. let alone a Countach. Really? But, you know, I think I don't think it, I have either, come to think of it. I've I mean, never driven a Lamborghini drove, either. We just had an Audi R8. I'm, I'm checking that as my that. closest to a Lamborghini. Cause well, because it's, like it's a, yeah, same thing. But, um, was it a 10, a V10? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's the same thing. It, it was, um, you know, a lot of things are kind of disappointing because you build them up to be something else. And, you know, that car was... Like really great vanilla ice cream. Nailed it. It's a GTR. They're all the. It's for me. It's, it's a technology a, bowl. And you know, like people, I, I don't. Rem, I'm not really that interested in most any cars, including Porsche, that's newer than 2012. Oh, wow. I think it just becomes plain to me. And I and it's not that I don't think they're great cars. I just don't know how they fit my lifestyle. That's it. Because I look at them going, okay. We had a, a, nine, a 2014 Turbo S. The thing was literally an appliance for speed. You know, it's like chop, mix, frappe, yeah. <laughs> Turbo S. Well, you were inside. Yeah, and I remember going to our little local Cars and Coffee at Enderley Center, and I'm just cruising in the morning. It's like a five-minute, ten-minute drive down the freeway. And I'm like, I was driving that car. I'm like, oh, my God, everyone is going so slow. And I turned into an asshole because I'm, I'm just do-do-do-do-do. Because well, you can. Because I'm going 115. Like, I mean, when they say, oh, you don't feel like you're going fast, I mean, it really felt. I slowed down to 85. It was so pedestrian. Yeah. yeah. What are like, you doing? It's just, to me, um, I kind of lot. It wasn't that interesting to me anymore. We're cutting down on, essentially, for me, I, we believe. One, look, she got sick. We Life changed. We have different uh, outlooks than we used to. And the journey is very, very important to us now. Mm-hmm. I see no reason to shorten that up. That's a good point. Do you know my point? Absolutely. So Jay Leno likes to talk about, you know, old slow cars rowing through the gears and getting that long pull. And he's right. I agree with all of that. Our car is too fast for what we do with it. You know what I mean? I wish I didn't have an S. I wish I think someday we'll probably get an older one with less power because then we can really have fun with it up at the crest or whatever. Absolutely. For the same reasons of what you're talking about. I love the new stuff. It's amazing. It's a tech. It's it's comfortable. It's quiet. It's like you said, 
you can get anywhere fast and not even know it. But by the way, most cars will take you there now. I mean, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. It doesn't work for me. That's not anything I want out of life. Yeah. I want the journey. I want to do the gears. Yeah. I want to enjoy the trip. So, all right, I'm with you on that, but I would go older than 2012. <laughs> well, I mean, partly that for your benefit, you have a 2007 or uh, five. 2005. Yeah, ours is five, yeah. Late 04 um, build. But you know, what's funny is they're just, you know, I remember when they came out, I go, gosh, these are really, really advanced. Mm. I mean, the first 997 I drove was, or got to sell was like in 2007. Right. And I was like, wow, these are really advanced. But they still felt, my dad has a 996 Turbo, and they still felt um, related, like mm-hmm. a cousin okay. of that. Agreed. But then when I, the first 991 I drove, I was like, oh, this is a lot different. It just felt dramatically different. And I think they're great cars. I agree. And I think to some degree they could be a perfect one car for solution for some people. Yeah. Where if you need a car and you want to go to the track and you want to go do the mountains and you don't have a lot of ability and you know, I th- and you want to drive in traffic. I was going to say, and you're an executive or an yeah. agent or yeah, something like do, that. Yeah, you could do. You literally, outside of carrying four adults around, can do pretty much anything with that car. Um, yeah. What felt the most different about it? About which the the newer ones? Yeah, you just said it just felt insulated, different. Insulated. insulated. Okay. Completely insulated. And, you know, and I was watching uh, this morning that little video with Matt Farah and Spike Ferencine comparing the, the GT3 Touring and the the nine the new 991.2T. And it was like saying, which flavor wheatgrass do you like better? I mean, I, I'm watching <laughs> it, and it's like it doesn't – I don't get it. Yeah. Um, they're really, really great cars, and they're really competent. But I think I would just get in it and go, this it feels too close to this other flavor over here. Yeah. Whereas when I get in a, a nine old nine, you know, a nineties nine eleven or a seventies nine eleven or eighties, I mean, they're so character characteristic. And it's different. got a smell and a feel. And- oh. My, I joke, my dad goes nuts because I'll come up to car shows if windows are down, you know, like a bouquet of a just to see. Because every car, like BMWs, smell like wet labs. All of them. I don't know why. <laughs> like, if you go, just next is it time, the seat foam or something? They always, okay. I don't know what it is. It trap parts or something. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go, if you go like a, a good like 80s, 90s era, just, just take a whiff. And then you, you're not, that's your base. Then you go smell some more. It's literally my base. I grew up exclusive. I had my, one of my first cars was a Porsche, but then I went BMW for all mm-hmm. of the years until this yellow E30s, car. E30s. They all I had, That's what I had. I started with E30. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great car. Um, yeah, like I grew my first car was a 71 Chrysler Town and Country station wagon. And like that car, that smell. You do go to BMWs at one point here. I've got some pictures oh, of yeah. a couple. Yeah. Uh, let me do your race one first. Oh, yeah. Not bad. That's preparing for the, the canyon drive. <laughs> you don't take a, full, a helmet on a, on a canyon drive? But then no. also, yeah. how about this guy? Oh, that's a that's, great that's, uh, His name is Mr. Magoo. My wife named him that. Roadhog. I don't know. The first time I met her, the first time she came to our shop, and like with all the cars there, and that car was not even finished yet. It was just a roller. But it had like a, 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 a Sabbath you know, little sailboat. Okay. Remember those old Sabbaths? The little tiny sailboats, like a laser. Like, you, know, you see little kids at summer camp. I remember the actual boat. 
It, I mean, had, a, it had a Sabbath boat on it on a roof. Oh, it was I just thought you were going to see a sticker or something. Oh no, my no, gosh, it was, no it was, kidding. The car was a project. It was in the farthest corner of our shop where we couldn't get to it. Isn't that what it. you have in the in the garage of your, it, in the rafters of your garage? It's selfish is what we have. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing, right? Like same a little one, one yeah. two-person yeah. boat, you little know. summer rental. You could just picture people in Cape Cod, you know. I have nightmares about that boat, but go ahead. she was a kid, yeah. So we, while it was a 20-year restoration, yeah, you know, it was oh, cool. forever to do. That's is a that a sixteen? Uh, it's a sixty-six sixteen hundred. Okay, it's the very first BMW two-door sedan delivered to the U.S. Number one. Oh, cool! Very very cool car. Whoa! It's got a great history, and, and I'm not into sentimental. Like, I don't keep like, oh, I hope this goes to a good home. Like, no, no one's going to demolition derby a hundred thousand dollars sports. I don't believe. I don't buy that, but. And I don't keep cars because, oh, that was the one that my dog puked in when we first got him back for the vet. <laughs> I don't do it. Not just, for that reason. You know, but, but you're this saying, is kind of neat. But this one was very sentimental. It was a long build, close friend. The guy used to own the building of ours. He oh, no um, sort of found the project, or it found him from the original family that owned the car. And he, uh, when he passed away, we sold all of his toys. And mm. we tried to sell it as a project. We didn't know what it was. We just knew it was an old BMW. And all the BMW guys that hang out around our shop, we call them Knights of the Roundel table. I mean, they're just the pontificator. Like, oh, that's... For how much knowledge was there, this this full BMW think tank, they didn't know what this car was. And we couldn't sell it as a parts car. We couldn't sell it as a rolling project. And finally, the owner's like, do you want to buy it? And long story short, we ended up with the car. And then it sat for another three, four, five years before we did anything. So the BMW mechanic at the front of our shop, he's, he's since moved out. He had it in his shop for a while. He put a roof rack on it just to store, he's a sailor, to store his boat. And then he ran out of room and it ended up in our shop. So for years, it would have this boat sitting on it. Which, had which is nothing. perfect for your shop, though, with all of your it just had motif. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, people are like, what's, is it? No, the mechanic ran out of room and he put a roof rack on this car and put a boat on it. And so it just sat there. So my wife saw it. You look across this horizon of cars in our shop. Not that it's a big shop. And then there's this boat sticking up, which, and she looked at it and she called it Mr. Magoo. And she said, just looks, it's like a happy meal on wheels. Honestly, Mr. Magoo did have that kind of car. You know what I mean? Just three box styling. If a kid drew fridge art, that's what a car would look like. And And just if you drew a car in in the 70s, just. Yeah, a hole cut out for the wheel. Yeah. Little wheel well. Hubcaps. So, so that car, um, it was a. Do you, do you still have that one? Oh yeah. Okay, so that it's is one. That is the one you did keep. We because... call it the permanent collection. Okay. Nice. That white BMW thing. Yeah. You finally figured out what it was and fixed it. Yeah. So basically, I got to the point where I just felt bad. That I sold. Nick was kind of a mentor of mine. He owned the building we're in now. Ended up passing away. He was sixty nine of cancer. Oh. Just but a really, I knew him. I knew. Knew him at that point for about 20 years. Wait a second. Isn't this the guy? Isn't this the reason you do lag? Exactly. Now, this is a great story. The first lags were he he had bugged me before we opened up Auto Kennel in the early 2000s. Hey, Paul, you're just, just a, a very enthusiastic guy. Um, he's like, hey, let's open up a shop. I need a place for my cars. We'll work on them, hang out, <laughs> all this. And I said, well, Nick, I'm already kind of that way. He found the building. I went and looked at the building, and it was it used, it, it's been that building's sort of historical. The first used Porsche independent shop that wasn't a dealer in Orange County was there. It was Westport Porsche. No, so no if, kidding. If you wanted to go 
do anything Porsche, you had Chick Iverson, there was a Don Burns in Garden Grove. They were just dealers. And then there was Westport, which was a really large, kind of like a, not andile, but an independent shop for selling, buying, and fixing Porsches. This is huge news cool. to me. I come yeah. from a town. Westport is where, where oh, Paul wow. Newman lived <laughs> and where everybody lived in Connecticut. Yeah, so it was just a... Um, it was just a cool shop. And over the years, um, um, uh, Reggie Jackson owned the building. It was really? always a car guy's building. And the funny thing is so many of the guys- The baseball the, player, right? Yeah, Reggie but He Jackson. was a Dodger. Yeah, he, uh, no, he was a Yankee. Oh, he was a Yankee. I just remember basketball. Where he was a, he catch the three he, home he, runs in one I game. I think he was an Angel player. Oh, maybe it was Angels. Maybe For a little bit. But anyway, he, he's still in Orange County. It was, he was in the Naked Gun movie. I remember that. And that was an yeah. L.A. movie. So maybe it was the Angels. Yeah. I, think, I think it was. <laughs> Must kill the queen. <laughs> so he um, he'd owned it at one point, And then it was a Jaguar shop. And then over the years, it eventually became a landscape shop. So the, the landscape company destroyed the whole place. I mean, mm. it just... It was not ready for cars. I remember going in there, and that whole courtyard you've seen before that was paved, it was all dirt. Whoa. And he's like, Oh, no way. I'm like, Nick, I, how am I going to get these cars across that space? And and I knew Nick as a BMW friend. We hung out and stuff, car shows, drives, but I didn't know him like really well. And he's like, Well, no, I'm going to fix it up. I'll make it great. And I wasn't ready to commit our business waiting on him. So we leased another building. He's looking to buy the building and have you rent from ha- yeah, rent yeah. in the place, yeah, right? I'm going to yeah. offset some of the costs. Right. We'll have some of our friends in there. He'll have his space. And but you're saying, hey, out. this isn't going to work for me because is, I just you know wasn't sure. So we ended up renting a space by the airport for three year lease. And meanwhile, we watched him and he got the place really cleaned up. And then when the time came, I'm like, great, we'll move in. It was it was fantastic. He got sick. He'd been sick with cancer two other times but the third time he knew he's like i remember we were at cars and coffee when it used to be at irvine he's like he, he just got the news he's like this is he looked he was fine but he's like this is going to be it this is he was done it. fighting he he well got some bad news and he went he in for his it. pet scan after recovering in remission from one cancer and that's when they found the other one and yeah. that's when like he was always up for a fight and even that was a fight but he's like this he knew. He's like, it's a different I could, fight. You know, it's weird. Like, I still get goosebumps. I could remember the cars we were talking about, what we were walking by, what we were looking at. And I turned to him and I was like, hey, Nick, you know, because I remember when we went through this the last time he had cancer and he had the PET scan. He's like, hey, it's freaking awesome. I'm, I'm done. And I'm like, how is it? He's like, it's not good. And like, he's the most positive person. When you said that, you just kind of like, like, you know, you just like, there's no more air in the room. And yeah. I was just, so it was, um, and at that point, cause he'd always bug me like, Hey, why don't we do our own cars and coffee? You know, you're so busy with all your shit that you yep. just like, sounds great, but you know, and, and uh, as much as I enjoy being around people, I like this, a lot of people yeah. overwhelms me. Same. And like, I get home, like on, after our lags, I'm, I'm done for like 36 hours. Yeah. I can't. From socialization. You'll yeah. go work on the computer or whatever work, or I, alone. Anything or, that's antisocial. We're in the I same am, way. Yeah. Same like my way. wife's like, hey, we're going to go see a band tonight. Nope. <laughs> that's not happening energetically. Yeah. Unless it's, you know, Yanni. Um. <laughs> uh, so that's where breakfast, that's why we created Breakfast Club. We were, we love Porsche events. We love car events. We still go to plenty um, and we'll be going to more in the future. But it was the same qu- kind of thing where 
we need something maybe a little smaller. Let's 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 just go do a thing and then invite our friends and whatever the heck. And that sort of yeah. became Breakfast Club. It's uh, great because it's also far enough away that you can weeds out. You can keep it won't get diluted. It and and it gives you a destination. Like I was so like I planned to come like weeks earlier. And for me, that's fun because I had something to look forward to. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to drive up the back way. And you came Wrightwood, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, great. And I'm like, because I wanted to test out transmission, which was just an excuse. Of course. And it was, it was, (laughs) and that is the probably the best road we have done. I mean, Malibu's fun, but I think way more dangerous. So good. Malibu, there's, I was going to say, there's a lot of variables. This is, you have animals between stops. Yep. You know what I mean? There's no places for cars to come on and off. You just got to be careful of nature and, and uh, debris. Yeah, and I have – I my wife and I argue about this. Jennifer and I argue about a plan for Angeles Crest because it doesn't make any sense. Like no one goes between those two points, between Wrightwood. That is not how you get to anywhere else. Right. So I was like, what – in the day of autonomous cars when we're just – we don't even own these things. We just Uber with an autonomous driver, get to wherever. But what if we have garages – at different ends of Angeles Crest. And the whole place is roped off as a sort of a automotive amusement park. Mm-hmm. You know, everything around all those roads is just for us. And our club it becomes rents, a recreation zone. It becomes, it, it becomes, it's thermal. And I heard a podcast talking about this. It was sort of like horses. I mean, horses in, used to walk around the streets, and that was pretty normal. And eventually cars took over. You couldn't have horses in cars. And it wasn't like they just went out and killed all the horses. They put them on ranches. So if you want to go have an experience with a horse, yep. You go to a ranch. Go to a ranch. So if you want to have experience with a car, which is not what we will be driving in the future, it's the stuff we experience now. Right. You go to go to the car ranch. Yeah, just like they have these um, resorts for track time. Yeah. It's just like a track, except for imagine Angel's Crest. You know, the Ryan's Breakfast Club is renting it this weekend. Oh, I love it. There's I, a resort. A I want to put a second floor back on Newcombs and get the hotel going again. Not for the brothel aspect, but just to just to just to have a place where oh, yeah. you could stay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Mount Baldy Lodge is awesome for that reason. Except the drive is great, but it's short. Like you can get in and out of Mount Baldy no problem. Driving to a destination up in Angeles Crest and then having like a, a lodge up there or something where you could stay oh, would yeah. be badass. I would it, do it just for fun. It would be sort yeah. of like these events we I'd do, that. but you're just isolated from. Because when we do these driving events, you still you forget you're around the plebes, the people who don't understand <laughs> the automotive community. Like, and, right. and you sit there, and it's incredulous. You're like, how t- can they not understand that we need to go faster and they need to get out of our lane? Like, <laughs> no, they do not understand that. But, you know, <laughs> it, and it's and it. I thought, God, can you imagine if you had this panacea where it was just you guys. In Mexico, to some degree, a little bit of that. Okay. The drivers are so much better. Just cognizant. That we aware. find that the uh, if you're coming up from the La Cañada Flint Ridge side on a Friday morning, you the only contenders you have to kind of uh, maybe I should just say um, the unknowns. The unknowns are what Danny likes to call the Palmdale 500. <laughs> <laughs> That's what awesome. I was trying to think of. Danny from Newcomb yeah. is the Danny. She likes to call it the Palmdale 500 because they're just they're just they're just racing to get down this damn uh, mountain, and they're folding their left front wheel under, you know, as they're coming around the, in cars that are not not only Cent- Sentras not, and not, pickup not, trucks, and more importantly, not maintained for correct. that. Condition. No, no, no. The the, the 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 tires are rounded, bald like a motorcycle tire, you know. Oh. 
Um, and she calls it the Palmdale 500 because they're just, that's who the cops are out there to, to are looking for. Because sure. a car like that doing 55 is completely, I mean, that's not safe. They're oh, yeah. drifting over the lines and everything else. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but once you get past the first, whatever that turnoff is to Palmdale, that first oh, stop yeah, sign, yeah. It's, it's only like call, break it into thirds going to Newcombs. Mm-hmm. Once you get past the first third, um, smooth sailing. Yeah, natural it's selection. Like, but it's like the gates because of everything you said. Nobody's coming right, no from purpose. there unless they're you or one of your people, another bike, another rider, another uh, driver. Um, it's almost what you're talking about already, which is why it we is, go it's there. Close. It's just not actually officially sanctioned that way. My frustration is I'm too far. For, like people come in from all over the country or world. You know, they're at my mm. shop like, where can we go drive? And I'm, I'm like, Orange County, we are so far yeah. from, from the good. From, I mean, it's... With traffic and how much it sucks around there, it's literally like we were talking about the other morning, two hours. You can go to Julian, Great Roads, Angeles Crest, Malibu. Yeah. And you just choose whichever one. You're going to either have a crappy drive getting there or you go so early, you go have fun. But like when I left um, a week ago Friday from there, it was like 1230. Yeah. Yeah. Two, we all stayed very late that day. We two were hanging. hours to go Forty-five miles, yeah. and the pro. In as much as I'm excited, that car has air conditioning. It was it was over a hundred degrees on parts of the yeah. drive, and it's like it. The car's like, uh, and then you're left. And you're leg. sitting still. I'm sure. <laughs> your left leg, sit, and then you're like, oh, I can't, where is it? You ever you ever sit so long in the car that for a second you can't? And the pedals are all kind of the same size. You you're like, is that the brake clutch? Lost it. Yeah. You ever like you actually have you ever done that where you look down at your feet like. Okay. It's like saying the same word too many times in a row, and you're like, it's lost uh, all meaning. Lost I have no idea. Exactly. I have no idea. But uh, uh, you brought some stuff. Yes. You brought some auto kennel swag. So happy. And thank you for that. You didn't have to do that. I'll give you your bag back, the cool oh, bag. You can, you can have the bag. Queen. You can have the bag. Got hats, Mrs. Ryan. That is the coolest hat. There we go. Let's see. Get and if you don't like go. that one, we have more like this one, too. Nicole, that's it. Thanks, man. You look like you know what you look. For some reason, you look like a Stranger Things. Are you a Stranger Things character right it's now? It's a very '80s trucker hat style. But that's with what the it feels headphones like. and everything. Isn't there a Stranger? Oh somebody yeah, from that Stranger kid, that, that boy. That's me. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> oh, you know what? You gave me a sweatshirt, but I think I. It's over on the. Of course. I opened up on one of the shirts. So as I was so, telling you before, um, the back. I, I, yeah, I'm one of these guys who I. Like everything on their wall in our shop, everything I like meaning to stuff. Yeah, I don't like stuff just to have stuff. Correct. So um, our friend Torsten Klein, who is now one of the top designers at Porsche, when I met him twenty plus years ago, he was, he was new out of college in Germany, but here working for Mercedes. Cool. And Torsten um, graciously—he's our logo originally over twenty years ago. That's not focused at all. But graciously. Um, oh, well. Three or four years ago, when we finally started to do some decent apparel, um, I told, asked Torsten, hey, can you just design something? I, I don't want it to be in your face about the business, but just the spirit of it. And we talked about it, and he came up you know, with all the designs with having different cars because you know, we like Porsches, we like Jaguars, we like Volkswagens, we like all these different kind yeah. of cars. So he did all these different ones, and we did this sort of stylized kind of takeoff on Andy Warhol. It's really um, neat. And and one of our good friends, Eric, uh, is one of the founders of Obey, and he graciously helped us. We were talking about yeah. that the other day. Yep. Uh, Andre the Giant. 
It's it's Shepard Ferry. Shepard Ferry. And uh, if, Steve Vartanian from Singer. Isn't that who we were talking to yes. about it? Yeah. All right. We were saying we were Banksy. Because he always meets weird, weird people in New York. Like yeah, Banksy exactly. And stuff like that. And you're sitting there and you're, it's typical. We, you're watching on your computer and you're yelling at your computer. It's yeah. Shepard Ferry. <laughs> That's what it's a friend of yours too, no <laughs> yeah. less. Oh, I mean, Shepard Ferry by no means. I, I think I saw him once at Obey, but like he's... It, oh, it, right, right. Er, Eric, his name is ironically Eric Singer. Nothing to do with Singer Cars. Eric, um, I've known for th- probably 25, 30 years. I met him and his son at a car show. And over the years, I've sold cars for him. I've kind of, it's funny, I went through his whole automotive um, resume, solacis, you know, like yeah. metamorphosis, where, you know, he hated Porsches for one point because the motor broke and he was so pissed. He sent the parts to <laughs> Charles Schwab, who's the, who the PC, Porsche North America CEO. Charles Schwab? He yeah, sent for them a while. It, it as in? No, no, oh, different Charles Schwab. Talk to Chuck? In the, no. In the, nine, in the early 2000s, the head of Porsche Cars North America's name was Charles Schwab. <laughs> Nothing to do with the See, investment I'm already firm. used to it. I, it's normal yeah, to me. Yeah, he keeps it's, looking at me like... With the, yeah, no, I know. So, I keep looking oh, at the man. screen. <laughs> no, you're adorable. He had a 993, and they had a propensity for exhaust valve issues, and his exhaust valves broke, and it was a very expensive fix. And he was so frustrated... And he's very mechanical. He 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 took the broken parts, and he sh- he got no response from Porsche Cars North America. There's you know they're still in Atlanta at that point, and he um, sent all the parts labeled to the CEO. Um, that's nuts. He never. <laughs> that's who he is. But he never got a response. So he so his response was, he no more Porsches. So he went this whole Corvette route. Oh my. Anything. But he even bought even the vintage cars. He bought a vintage Camaro, which he still has. Since then, he's come back. But um, part of selling his, he had a white, really pretty 97, 993 narrow body that was beautiful. White, black. His cars are, he's like one of my favorite people to buy used cars from. Did you know it's a good car? It's so good. Clean. He's always, it's like. Clean, maintained. He's just. Good record. So good. He's great. Anyway, he, um, we helped him sell that car because it was his big leap. He was working for Red Sand or one of these um, surf apparel companies. And he sort of put all the chips in one basket with kids in college and sold everything and started Obey with uh, three other friends of his. Wow. He's a cool guy to get on that's here. Cool. He's a really I, That's what I'm thinking from, yeah. a, really from an artistic guy. standpoint. And he's, well, he's funny because he's the buyer. So every time I go there, he's like, these are all the art guys and all the young hipsters. I'm just the old guy who dresses relatively poorly except for wearing their their, their, their stuff. <laughs> oh, that's you so know, funny. But, I can't wait um, to talk to him. Yeah, and he and he told me the whole you know, having someone like Shepard Ferry as part of their brand isn't that easy. You know, because he's yeah. such his, the counterculture <laughs> of who he is is against it. So they're, oh, they're yeah, of course. bailing him out of jail and they're they're doing corporate thing the can you imagine your corporate byline setting aside funds to bail out your yeah. – <laughs> you're a main artist. Anyway, he, he'd be a fun say, person to talk familiar. with. But anyway, that – you know, and that was one of the early relationships with him, which turned into – I said, Eric, i got to make clothes that just don't look like crap, you know. And he kind of warned me that the clothes they make aren't made for people of my build. <laughs> And it was true. Um, well, they are. They're like but they're, they're great for you guys. Yeah. you guys are they're all are, fitted. Are uh, more of the healthy size. But um, anyway, so. but life did this to us. We we were ninety pounds lighter. I w- I'm fifty pounds lighter. She's forty pounds lighter than we were no when way. we met. Can you wow. believe that? 
How long ago was that you met? Eight years ago. Eight. Well, that was all. This is all from health stuff. But uh, yeah, eight years, eight over eight years ago. Stressful dead, huh? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> sure. uh, Paul, thank you for being here. Thanks I hope that you'll me. come back because I feel like uh, we didn't even scratch the surface. I oh, mean, yeah. we talked a little bit about some things, but not even anything that I really wanted to yet. No, we're out of time. I, I'd love to come back. But, I, please do. Like, I love getting to know the people behind the places I love, oh, sure. and you're top on that list. So thank and you. I hope you come back to Breakfast Club, too, because yeah. I really enjoyed oh, talking to you there yeah. as well. Good excuse to go drive. Yeah. Uh, and we should go down to the next lazy. We were going to come this month and something else came up and we didn't go. So we should so go this, to uh, August. Yeah, the next one's August. This coming, let's see, what's say Tuesday? It's this month, right? Well, it's, and it's this week. This weekend. Yeah. This Saturday. Oh, That's awesome. Well, I'll, I'll will we have see to you send there? an email out. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I better send an email out. Maybe. Yeah, so we'll see you this weekend if there is one. <laughs> it will be. It'll be this Saturday. Is that the 11th? Sure. Uh, okay. Well, all right. Well, let's figure it. 7th, 8th, 9th. Yeah, I think that's right. So this Saturday, 9 a.m. <laughs> to whenever. Yeah, it should be the 11th. Come get your breakfast burrito. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good time, though, and it's always good people. And it's how's the, the construction people. next door? It's done. Oh, really? Good. I mean, there's people moving in. I can't imagine. Oh, spending. so like the fences and all that stuff, it's all on. It's great. done. There's, there's like people living there it's yeah. been probably weird. six months since our last and one and it was still going the last on. one three people who've already moved in came over and they're like oh this is so convenient i've been following you and i'm like great oh, well <laughs> do me a favor just do you have a day job like not hang out all day yeah like oh good i work out of home like oh, oh shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no but it's, maybe they it's buy all, a car it's all the people who come I mean, we're still the same in the shop. And fortunately, all the neighbors there have fun things to look at. But it's all of you guys who come and make it, you know, a party. Thanks, man. So, Thanks, man. I love it. it I love it, so too. It's fun. like cars and coffee, and I don't have to go anywhere. It's nice. And Thank I don't have to get up early. I just show up. It's the same thing. Same exact thing. <laughs> oh, we know what you mean. Uh, all right, everybody. Let's see. Tomorrow, Curie Terrell is going to be here. He's a YouTuber. He was not on the schedule. Uh, somebody else we had has a deadline for a script they're writing, and we got Curie. And I'm kind of excited about it because he's trying to do – He's 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 pushing a positive uh, agenda, which is awesome to me. Yeah. And he's trying to do some cool stuff. I think he, so I I think Jim, who actually booked him, said uh, he's trying to be like the white kid Oprah. Now I don't know exactly if that's what, it, but I see him doing a lot of red carpet stuff. I watch some of his videos, and they're funny. Yeah. And he's nice, and I think he'll probably nerd out a little bit about what I'm we've got going to talk on to him here too. Yeah. Um, but what I could see is if if it goes well, like oh, we could have Curie out on the street doing a thing. You know what I mean? Could be a correspondent for this show, et cool. cetera, et cetera. So yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how see. it goes. But he's here tomorrow. Thursday, we've got Alfred Hopton. He's coming back, right? Great. He's been here before. And yes. then, um, gosh, then Breakfast Club. And then Lazy Auto Kennel Gathering yep. on uh, on Saturday. Yay. And that's this week. Cool. Great. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks for coming We love up. you. You're, you're like fun. seriously kindred spirits. We, we hit it off when we started Absolutely. talking last yeah. week. Absolutely. Lots of I love. dig it. I, I love you, Mrs. Ryan, so much. We love all of you at home, and we will be back uh, tomorrow. That's it. See you later. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's cool. That's what you talk about everything or nothing. However it works.